The Bible Study Podcast, episode 367. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 28. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen, back from a week on vacation. Today we're looking at another psalm of David, which is Psalm 28. Psalm 28 is again one of those penitent psalms of David that looks at sin, and it looks at it from someone who feels like God has turned their back on him. And it goes like this. To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. So David, as he writes this psalm, is feeling that separation between him and God. And sin causes separation. And we can see that way back in the garden. You remember when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they had been told not to. What was the first thing they did? They tried to hide from God. And we see right there the separation that sin creates, and part of that is shame, and part of that is guilt, and part of that is because a holy God cannot be in the presence of sin. And that's why Jesus is eventually sent to deal with that sin so that we could be restored. But David is feeling that separation, and he's calling out to God, God, my rock, my rock that which I build my life on, that which adds stability, that which adds permanence and strength. He says, don't be deaf to my cries. Don't remain silent. And so there's an expectation that God will respond when David prays. David has an expectation that prayer is not meditation. Prayer is not just a ritual, but prayer is a conversation, and he expects that God will reply. Now, we aren't clear that David heard the voice of God. I can't recall a single verse that says specifically that God spoke directly to David, and yet David knew that God directed events and that God would respond in some fashion. It doesn't say what he's expecting, but he's expecting a response from God. This is a conversation. And this is a call for mercy. And mercy, as we've said many times, is when you pray to not get that bad thing, that punishment that you deserve. And so David is praying this after he has screwed up, after he has sinned, after he has created that separation between him and God. He is calling to God for help and for mercy. And he is lifting up his hands in prayer toward the most holy place. The reason why I want to do this one is that's a particular familiar theme, but what, I thought, but what I thought was interesting is where the psalm goes from there. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring them back on what they deserve." Now, I expected at this point to see, do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, with those who kill, with those who steal, with those who rob the widows and the orphans, and all of that sort of things. What I got instead was, who speak cordially to their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Now, is it just me, or does that sound like your neighborhood? Does that sound like at least a stereotypical picture of what it means to live in the suburbs? 
to have this backbiting gossip that happens, and yet these front-facing facades of how we're all kind to everyone. We just talk about you behind your back and don't wish good things for you. Now, as David is pointing out the wicked, I was thinking he would name the people that we would all agree are wicked. I sort of think that when we want to pick on the wicked, we want to pick on a mass murderer. We want to pick on a a Hitler. We want to pick on someone like that. And yet David is pointing at someone who looks much too uncomfortably like me or my neighbors and pointing at that person and saying, repay them for their deeds and their evil work. Now, what's going on here? That doesn't seem fair at all. We, we know that David, when he sinned, committed murder. And yet he's looking at people who are two-faced and saying, repay them for their evil deeds. I would say that there's a message in there that says we are not intended to be two-faced people. We're not intended to have those facades. We are intended to be transparently God's people. Good on the inside and good on the outside. And I think it is fair that David is picking on people because what he is saying is, I don't care what you look like on the outside, where is your heart? You may be the nicest person at church, but if you're gossiping about somebody behind their back, your heart is not in the right place. The prophet Isaiah talks a lot about how we worship. He says you go and give your you bring your sacrifices, but then you go out and you abuse the widow and the orphan. He's saying your heart is not in the right place. You're going through the motions. Maybe you're going to church because you think you'll get more business for your business if you're seen as taking part in church, but your heart is not in the right place. And David is saying, for those whose heart is not in the right place, repay them for their deeds and their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, for what his hands have done. He will tear them down and will never build them up again. When our hearts are not in the right place, when we're wishing evil for people instead of good, when we are hating our enemy instead of loving them, we have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. When David said that, he was probably thinking of the miracles of old, of crossing through the Red Sea. But when we see that words, we can also remember the deeds of the Lord Jesus, who died and from the cross called forgiveness down on those who were doing it to him. When we behave differently, we have no regard for the deeds of the Lord And what his hands have done, David says, I think of the hands that create, but I think of also those hands that took the nails for me. Do we have regard for the deeds of the Lord? We need to show it by how we act, how we act in private as well as in public. He will tear them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. One of the reasons that we treasure, I think, the Psalms of David is that they often start with this hopelessness, but they always seem to end with this hope. I am calling out to God to have mercy on me, and then at the end they resolve to, and he has, and he does listen and he has had mercy on me. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Again, that rock where David builds his life.
And so he starts with a fear of going down to the pit, but he ends with his heart leaping for joy. And with praise, the Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. An appropriate ask of God who will send the good shepherd, who will save his people, who will bless the people of God, and who will be the good shepherd. I pray this week that God would hear you and that you would have a heart for the deeds of the Lord. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.